1: we're all in take five Aaron Hogan Rod papers <laughs> hook him up 1019 am 1260 the horn.
2: up with Ian Rodby rolls on on this Wednesday bottom of this hour we'll be at the turn halfway through our conversation on this uh, final day of January interesting comments from Rory McIlroy who will tee off today at, at Pebble Beach oh, nice. star studded field at the AT&T National the, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am and uh, Rory playing it's he's done a 180 on the live conversation for sure uh, now that it's and, and there's reporting now that there is a, uh, a deal in place the PGA Tour and Live Golf and the mm-hmm. uh, Saudi Public Fund. We'll get you details on that at the turn. Bottom of the hour. We'll be nine holes in and nine holes to go. Rod will also take us behind the burnt orange curtain. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is uh, talking. And uh, what is he saying, though? What is he saying as we Whoa. get rolling? But
0: uh, Make some messages. As
2: after not say. hearing much from Jerry Jones since the locker room after the Packers loss, Jerry was kind of holding court yesterday and uh, – you kind know, of kind of sift through the comments to various people <laughs> trying to figure out where he's going. Uh, Cowboy fans can weigh in. Also, uh, coming uh, off the uh, 7 o'clock hour, we were talking about Tom Brady and the Bill Belichick conversation. There's a good article out these uh, that came out this week, Rob, on MassLive.com, uh, Massachusetts Live, so MassLive.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a deep dive into uh, the Mac Jones-Bill Belichick riff in uh, Gillette Stadium the last couple of years. Oh, Pretty man. good uh, story that I've been reading. Uh, the, the author of the, of the story uh, is a guy named Mark Daniels. He says he you know, talked to as many 13 or 14 sources on the inner workings. And we, we've talked about why Bill Belichick still doesn't have a job. And one of your uh, consistent points has been how's he going to handle a young quarterback? Mm-hmm. This story would give you great pause into how not to handle a young quarterback. And you can blame Mac Jones for sure because he wasn't perfect. But if you remember, you know, Bill Belichick, when he drafted Mac Jones – in the middle of the first round, he had a great rookie year. I mean, he had an excellent rookie year. Yeah, it was promising. Very promising. And, of course, Alabama's Nick Saban highly recommended to his good friend Bill Belichick, this quarterback, and it was supposed to be a really good relationship and a a, a nice transition. I mean, it's not going to be Tom Brady, but kind of like Kalen DeBoer at Alabama, right? It's not going to be it, but it can still be pretty good. And boy, the story really just goes into how it soured. And it's, you know, we all thought so, but it, it soured when uh, Josh McDaniel left to take the Raiders' job and they didn't hire an offensive coordinator. Oh, that was and it ended up being Matt Patricia. And, <sighs> you know, and it seems like Bill Belichick got mad at Mac Jones because he didn't like it. Like, well, because Mac Jones is a human being going, yeah. What?
0: These guys are We're <laughs> just supposed to
2: accept it, that you're giving me a defensive coordinator, doesn't know what he's doing.
0: That's a, to, to be in charge of my development at the NFL level? like yeah. That's insane. And turns out Mac Jones was right. That was a mistake, a miscalculation by Bill Belichick to try to, to assume just because this guy knows football, that he has expertise on the offensive side of the ball, coordinating the offense and calling offensive plays. And I love that he's gonna get mad at Mac Jones for being upset about that truth and reality. Well,
2: and if you and you can go read this story for yourself, it's at masslive. dot com. It's it's pretty lengthy, but uh, it's in depth, which is what New England Patriots fans want. They want to oh, yeah. know what the heck happened. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very it's very it's a deep dive into that whole situation. But you know the the cliff notes would be you know yes, Mac Jones got a little surly when they didn't replace Josh McDaniels with a offensive mind to help his second year development, and then you know. Then Bill Belichick essentially blamed him for not being the leader Tom Brady was. Like,
1: of you're, you're, too of a, Brady. you're too
2: much of a get-along guy uh, instead of being the force of nature that Tom Brady was. Well, Tom Brady wasn't the force of nature in his first year, for crying out loud. No. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of that's on Belichick in my mind, and that goes to Atlanta cho- not choosing other teams, not choosing because, yeah, it's about development quarterbacks. That's what people want, and Bill Belichick uh, failed At that, with uh, Mac Jones, who was demoted all the way to third string.
0: Yeah, that's my biggest question, really, for any of the defense, because we are in that era where you have to invest so much in your quarterback, and there's such that these organizations, they're such quarterback centric organizations, because it's a quarterback's league, that you have to have somebody at the top of the, the food chain, at the top of the chain of command, that understands and, even better yet, knows how to maximize. A quarterback skill set. That's why they're just giving these young offensive minds. They're just giving the keys to the franchise the organization, saying, "Listen, you have the keys. You're the head coach, but I need you to get my quarterback to play at an elite level. Can you do that?" And that's why Bobby Slowick will get a look after one year of play calling because they saw C.J. Stroud play really well. Uh, Dave Canales, the Panthers head coach. He's done that with Baker Mayfield. Before that, deal with Geno Smith. You're talking about a circuitous route to both of those guys becoming the best version of themselves as a quarterback in the league, and they did it under, you know, his tenure there as an offensive coordinator and play caller. That's why he gets the job with the Panthers because they want him to do that with Bryce Young. So many of these jobs. Mike McCarthy with Dak Prescott. So many of these jobs, whether it be coordinator or whether it be head coach, are given essentially or uh, really – they're vacated because of the quarterback position, either the lack of execution at that position or because they want to maximize and they really want that, that quarterback to be playing at an elite level. It's such a big investment you can't afford for that position to underachieve.
2: No question about it. And uh, you know this, this story, and just watching it, you would analyze and observe that that was a fail by Bill Belichick and his staff. And you know it's not all on Mac Jones. You can't make Mac Jones completely – Blameless, but at the same time, he's a you know, 21-year-old yeah. quarterback. Um, you're the coach. You're yep. the boss. Uh, this, is, this goes back to the quote cut quote, quote we played yesterday from, uh, from Mike Tomlin. You know, don't run away from coaching. No, don't I'm run sorry. away from coaching. Uh, that, that's lazy on the coach's part. It is. Don't blame the player. Coach him. Uh, you know what I mean? Don't, don't, Matt, Matt Patricia has been pretty much a failed coach wherever he's been. When he wasn't with, with – Belichick. You know, well I – mean, He's not with Belichick. Yeah. And with, <laughs> with Belichick, he was the defensive coordinator, but Belichick runs the defense. I know. <laughs> he was always in the Super Bowls with hat on backwards, with a pencil in his ear. He went to run the, the team in Detroit, and it was a f- flop. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's just – yeah, you know, that's on the coaches too. There too, so uh, interesting. And because people have asked, why is Bill Belichick unemployed? Well, that's a big part of it, right yeah. there. I mean, why? I mean, this, you mean, this—you have to get your head around this. But you know, people don't want to hire Bill Belichick, but they do want to hire 36-year-old Bobby Slowick down in Houston. It's about quarterback. It's about quarterback. It's about quarterback. Who has been a one-year play caller. Yep. But it's about quarterback, 100%. Good yep. stuff, right there. Uh, yep. Speaking of Jerry Jones, he did have a lot to say. He was asked about Bill Belichick yesterday and sent kind of a mixed message to his head coach. Wow. Uh, also. This He's guy. got a new one. You know, we've, we've always loved the, uh, the Jerry Jones glory hole reference and some glory others. Oil. Yeah, we've
0: circumcising a mosquito. Yeah, we have some new ones. We have mm-hmm. a new one. He's got a bunch of I
2: them. Don't get to. Well, it's we've got, got one to, another one to throw into the file, okay. uh, which we'll get to. We need to find the actual audio of it because it would be gold, Jerry. It's gold, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> hey, let's get to the headlines, though. Trending topics outside of that conversation. <laughs> top Gun Rentals and Lawn equipment bring you the top stories. And, yeah, it's official now for Texas football. Two weeks after Bo Davis left to go to the LSU Tigers and five days since his news of his replacement broke, Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian did officially confirm the hiring of Miami Dolphins assistant defensive line coach Kenny Baker uh, yesterday in a statement. Coach Sark said, Kenny came highly recommended from people in the industry I really respect. I had a great time talking with him during the interview process. He'll be an awesome addition to our staff Uh, as he was being hired and announced yesterday morning uh, he was already out photographing on the recruiting trail visiting prospects down in the Houston area. Kenny Baker, the new D.C. Or D-line coach at Texas. In the NFL, several major coaching developments there, too. The Detroit Lions, their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, one of the hot commodities as far as a new head coach. Well, uh, he has informed the Lions he's coming back. He's going to stay in Detroit. He informed the commanders and Seahawks that he's not interested in pursuing either of their jobs. 37-year-old made his decision while Washington officials were en route to him, to visit with him and interview him for their head coaching vacancy. Down in Houston, meanwhile, similar good news for the Texans. They're going to hold on to their standout young OC, Bobby Slowick. He has gotten a new deal from the Texans, and a little pay bump there according to Albert Breer. Of the NFL uh, network. Uh, Texans quarterback coach Gerard Johnson is also staying. Another key member of that staff. He's also going to stick with Houston. uh, With those two developments, the Commanders and Seahawks are likely to turn their attention to Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald and possibly Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. And in Pittsburgh yesterday, Steelers announced the hiring of Falcons head coach Arthur Smith as their new offensive coordinator. Big 12 college basketball last night, a change at the top of the Big 12 standings. That's because the Longhorns' next opponent up in Fort Worth, TCU, took down Texas Tech 85-75. That knocked the Red Raiders out of the top spot in the Big 12 standings. Houston Cougars, no, of course, beat Texas on Monday night, now occupy the top spot. They're alone at 6-2. Texas Tech and Iowa State are both five and two, and TCU was win along with with Kansas's thumping of Oklahoma State last night in Stillwater. Put the Horn Frogs and Jayhawks at five and three. Of course, Texas is three and five, looking up at the leaders. They'll be in Fort Worth this Saturday afternoon at one o'clock. Uh, to see if they can uh, make up some ground. Baseball, uh, Baltimore Orioles owner John Angelos has agreed to sell the franchise to a group led by two private equity billionaires for the value of $1.7 And, yes, uh, good news here, Orioles Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr. is a part of that ownership
1: group. Horror Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment, a new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. TopGun.net, we'll shoot you straight.
0: Yeah, Jerry Jones is gaslighting Cowboys fans a little bit here, um, with all with, with the kind of random, like you talked about the mixed messaging. But it, he seems to be just kind of throwing out little random statements that I believe are just geared toward certain segments of the fan base, and hopefully he can he can get certain segments of the fan base back on track to being obviously to to buy it in. All right, uh, slowly but surely throughout the offseason. That's why there's been like four or five different stories about Jerry Jones just this morning. You talked about it. he talked to the media, but the, the, the message has not been consistent, and it's, it's wild. It's crazy stuff going on. I think it's just Jerry Jones well, being a politician. Well, and, and, Tell me what you want to hear.
2: Well, and, and, and actions do speak louder than words in any of these cases, right? You can say whatever you want about Mike McCarthy, but not extending his contract says everything you need to say. The fact that he's going to be in the fifth year of a five-year deal and he's a lame duck coach, you can say whatever you want about how much you like the guy. It doesn't matter. If you liked him enough, you would sign him to a new deal and uh, you'll give him some legs in that locker room. Uh, but this is uh, the, the quote that is uh, that resonates with the Cowboys to me is the, uh, we're around the rim, Jerry. We're around
0: the rim. We're around the
2: rim. Yeah. Um, because he he was asked about Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. and He said, look, we've had uh, three straight 12-win seasons. Uh, I like the fact that we're around the rim. Around the rim. And he said it on three different occasions. We're around the rim, meaning we haven't dunked the basketball yet. We haven't put it in the, put it in the hole, but we're, we're hanging around the rim. Which means they're missing layups. Which means they're missing layups. Which means they're not advancing in the playoffs, <laughs> which we know is the barometer. And look, at the way I can read it, you're right about him selling segments to the fan base because we said right after the, the Packers loss, you can't sell stay the course now, Mm-mm. but he's staying the course. He is. So now he's got to sell it and make it make sense, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. Like, what do you mean you're staying the course? Well, you know, we were around the rim with our coach. What about Dak? Well, we're, we're you know, he's been really good. He had a great season. He's going to, and he did. Uh, but then kind of can't, kind of, you know. Well,
0: he said we'll go as far as Dak takes us.
2: Yeah, he did. He did say that. He said that. But he wouldn't commit to a long-term extension. Now, we assume he's going to, but when asked yesterday, he said, yeah. 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 So, again, there's that. And then, while saying he likes his head coach but not, you know, showing that he likes his head coach for the long haul, he then throws in the Bill Belichick conversation to where, uh, you know, he was asked about Bill Belichick, and he said, quote, to to, Yahoo Sports, I know him personally and I like him. He told Jory Epstein of Yahoo, there's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None, none, period, period. (laughs) And then he he went on to say, uh, we all know that he's certainly excellent, maybe at the top of his profession, Bill Belichick. To say that any one person automatically assures you a Super Bowl is ridiculous, that's too high of an expectation for him. But he is maybe the greatest pro football coach of all time. He is a friend, and I like him. And I want to make it real clear, I wouldn't have any problem with working with him.
0: I want to make it real clear.
2: I want to make it real clear. There you go.
0: <laughs> and I think that's also for the fans out there who don't who want him to move on. There are a certain group of fans who say, hey, Jerry, you need to make a change right now. And I think the change needs to be at head coach because you can only go so far with Mike McCarthy. And there are some fans out there who may see Bill Belichick as an upgrade or Bill Belichick as a coach that can lead you past the division round to the NFC title game. So, all right, I'll throw that out there. That's some red meat little chum in the water for the fans who are, who are a little bit angry uh, with Jerry Jones for staying, of course, with Mike McCarthy. But then there's also the lame duck element. To lame duck him, that also in itself is a statement. All right, I'm not going to stick with this guy. He's the head coach, but I don't believe in him. So, you know, you guys can hold out hope that I may fire him if he doesn't get it done next season. Hire Bill Belichick.
2: Yes. Uh, so, he, here is his quote exactly on Mike McCarthy. I thought we made pretty good, a pretty good move four years ago. When we hired Mike McCarthy, he's had some great in-season success. Now he's come up short three times in advancing us in the playoffs, but I like the fact that he's hanging around the rim, and I like what the team has done to hang around the rim. So I think what the answer to that I would like to, so I think what the answer that I would, would have is that I'm aware that we're hanging around the rim.
0: Hanging around the rim. Wow, he's had three we're times. We're not
2: getting the ball in, but we're hanging around the rim. So he said it four times. Let's not discount <laughs> that we're hanging around the rim. So we said it five times. Uh-oh. And here we are right, <laughs> and, and where we are right now with the players we've got, and I'm thinking about it from the whole look. Wow, hanging
0: around the rim five times. Go. He said it. Yeah, five times. And the Cowboys have been hanging around the rim for twenty something years. But he also made it clear
2: that we're all in for 2024. We're oh, going yeah. for it.
0: <laughs> hanging around the rim is great, but we're all in. What? Hello? What? What's that? what's going on there? What? You all in? How you be all in hanging around the rim? You're
2: you're staying the course, which we all know, which where that leads uh, to where, you know, the definition of insanity, Rod. uh, You know, he's not going to blow the whole thing up. That's not in the cards. He's not extending Mike McCarthy. So he's not going to commit to this coach long term. And he he needs to commit to the quarterback long term because of the salary cap. But he didn't commit to that either. But we're all we're going all in. Going all in. they got a ton of free agents they've got to re-sign. Uh, so, and, then he, and then he drops the Bill Belichick thing. I mean, Because yeah. when Jory Epstein, or whoever asked him about uh, Bill Belichick, he could have said, you oh, know, we have a coach.
0: Yeah, he's got like Bill, Bill's great, but we got a coach. He's a good coach. friend of mine. We yeah. have a coach. Yep. We believe in our coach. But he didn't. He stirred the pot. Yes, he did. In he, a big way. And he likes stirring the pot. And, yeah, he did say his, Clarence, Clarence Hill uh, had the we're going all in quote, quote, We will be going all in. I would say that to you. We will see us come and see us this coming year, not build it for the future. Okay, come buy tickets. So they're not building it for the future. They're going all in. And I don't know what that means for the Cowboys because you definitely got to sign Micah, CD, and (laughs) they got to get their money. You got to restructure Dak and extend him. I don't know how they go all in because I don't know if they have enough cap flexibility to be going all in. Well,
2: and the cap flexibility would come from – Re-signing Dak Prescott long-term yeah. and bringing that number down, but then you're locked into Dak Prescott for the next half decade or more.
0: And then Micah's gonna get that money, yeah, that extra money. Yeah. Micah, see, he's about to get paid. He's an all-pro. I
2: mean, well, and remember, Micah. I mean, Jerry Jones told us from his own mouth when Zach Martin was holding out that you know we got to pay, we got to pay Micah. Your money's for Micah. Your Micah. Well, then he paid. <laughs> then he paid Zach Martin after saying that, and Zach Martin is now the second biggest cap hit on the roster right now. Mm. Uh, so you, you paid him, but that might have been the money for Micah. What do you do with Dak? And this is the whole point, that you know, he's got to sell stay the course, but at the same time, he's going to back up in a, in a talent level. I mean, this was the team with nine all-pros nine all or nine pro bowlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this We're was the team that, that, that was built to, to take the step. This was the team that had a chance for two home games before the NFC Championship game and couldn't get out of the first one. Mm-hmm. This, you know, Tyron Smith's the left tackle who's still really good. He's second-team all-pro, but he's a free agent. You probably can't afford to sign him. Um, You know, your center is uh, a free agent. Your starting center, Tyler Biotish. Can you afford to re-sign him? What do you do with Tony Pollard at running back? If you don't have Tony Pollard, who's your running back? I mean, these are all questions, but you're right. CeeDee Lamb needs a bag of money. He does. Um, Duron Bland, just first-team all-pro. He's, yeah, he's going to get some money in the next two pick.
0: years. Yeah, he's going to get paid. Uh, and
2: and you know, when you project those out, those are big contracts. Michael Parsons, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, and that's, there's, a lot, there's a lot to cover here. And so I think, to your point exactly, why you're hearing mixed messages from Jerry, he can't tell you exactly what he's going to do because he – he doesn't know. He's got a lot of questions. More <laughs> questions than answers. Yeah, I'm
0: not sure yet. He knows exactly what they're gonna do, but he knows he knows how to hold court. Uh, and he, he does know how in the, uh, to to sell uh, hope and change, and I think he's gonna sell it. Yeah. He's gonna sell, even even if it ain't real, in <laughs> which I don't think it is.
2: <laughs> they're around the rim.
0: They're around the rim. He's,
2: this is uh, several people have uh, uh, put it together. Toilets have rims too, guys. Toilets do have rims. That is true.
0: Yes. But hopefully they're not circling the drain. We're talking about the basketball. Drain, not the rim. Not the rim, but yeah, I feel I kind of feel bad for Cowboys fans. Actually, I gotta
2: find that audio from him saying "around the rim" five times.
0: You know, uh, I s- I sent Ty some audio, but it is not the "around the rim" audio. It's Sing him it. talking about Dak. Yeah, it's not the around. I'll look for the "around the rim" thing, but I I can't find it right can now. Can we play that then, Jerry Jones? The surface.
2: You, do you have that? Can oh, you it's play in the
0: DMs. It? I hit. I, I send it. Let me to know, know when we play that. that. I want to time. hear. I
2: need to hear from Jerry. We're talking about him too much.
0: Yeah, he's talking about Dak in the contract.
2: This says Jerry. Oh, yeah. I, this is a texter. That says Jerry, I want to make it really clear you are losing your fans. Well, I think that's true, uh, but he won't lose all of them. No, he won't. He won't and have... He's going to lose some. Yep. But uh, Cowboys
0: fans, you guys are loyal. Y'all will come back. Y'all will.
2: And as we said, it was it's 31 years ago to the day that the Cowboys won their first Super Bowl mm-hmm. with Jerry Jones as their owner at the Rose Bowl out in Pasadena. That was the first. That was 31 years ago today. It was 30 years ago yesterday that they won the second. Then two years later, they won the third, and they haven't even been near it since, much Mm. less win it. Uh, They haven't even been out of the divisional round of the NFC playoffs. And, of course, that coincided with the divorce of Jimmy Johnson and, you know, then Barry Switzer and on to Jerry Jones in charge for the last 25 years. All right, let's hear from Jerry, who held court yesterday talking to multiple news outlets about the direction of the
1: Cowboys. Dak has done nothing to change my mind of okay. any uh, promise for the future. I think I said in the deal that right. we'd go as far as Dak takes us right. in the playoffs. Remember that? Right. We'll how do you go f- as far as Dak takes us. Right. How do you feel he played? And that's how far we went. Right. So okay, so didn't... my point is that doesn't change a thing. Okay. Where well, we'll go as far as Dak takes us. How, how do you feel he played against Green? You may have just said it there, but how, how do you feel he performed against the Packers? Well, I think that uh, we, as a team, uh, laid an egg. And that's not, uh, 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 specifically I want to say it and respond that way. And uh, you can start here, and I'm not trying to be magnanimous or anything. But you can start here and you can go all the way down the line. Uh, that was a uh, uh, That was a bad day for us and uh, manifest and created a lot of uh, 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 scrutiny on days long before that and long after that. Mm-hmm. That's how, what kind of day it was. How, how and how did... so it'll be an impactful day. We'll, we'll do things that uh, honor the fact that we didn't play well against the Packers. <laughs> we will do things to of honor. Honor the fact that we didn't
0: play. What? You're going to honor the fact that we like, well, I love Jerry. I love Jerry. I do. I'm a big Jerry. Honor fan. the fact. He, he did so well. It's
2: almost like he's. He honor our fans and let them know we were really mad that we played so badly that day. It just, it just happened to be the most important game of the year um, at home. At with, home. Against to a,
0: against a rookie, to not a rookie quarterback, but a first year starter.
2: Youngest roster in playoff history oh. uh, who were a seven seed. Hey, can we hear, Jerry, wow. you said you found the hanging around the rim. This is good. Yeah,
0: it's, it, yeah. I don't know when he's going to say it. It's a little lengthy. Whenever he says it, then we can cut it off after that.
2: Let's get it. Let's get Jerry. Hold, holding court.
0: What I would say is I hope
1: it's not different going into uh, the first playoff game where we've got the second seed. I hope it's not different at all to that point where we got the second seed. Okay, now let's talk about how we might make it different against the, when we play in that game and, and uh, get a win, okay? We need to stop the run better. And we need to uh, uh, be more uh, physical and we need to run better. Be specific. We need uh, to do those kinds, uh, those kinds of things. And so my point is I look at that. And I look at, uh, uh, I thought we made a pretty good move four years ago when we hired Michael Carthorne. And he's had some great uh, in-season success. Now, he's come up short three times. Three mm-hmm. times and advanced us in the playoffs. Okay? But I like the fact that he's hanging around the rim.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
2: And he went on to say, it I it think he goes
0: on to say it more, Ty. I think you could. He, he goes on to the say the team has done to
1: hang around the rim. So I think um, uh, what the answer that I would have is that I'm aware that we're hanging around the rim. Uh, we're not getting the ball in, but we're hanging around the rim. Uh, let's don't uh, uh, discount hanging around the rim. <laughs> and uh, where we are right now with the players we've got. I and
0: think that's it. There it you go, Ty. Alright, I think that's good. Five oh, he, times. Yeah, he did. And he, he said it five times like right after one another, too. Hanging around the rim. It was like once he got caught in his head, it was like hanging around the rim. Actually, that's a good, that's a good analogy. Sounded yeah, that sounded good. Hanging around the rim. Hanging, we ain't got it in the basket, but you guys give it? Hanging around the rim. That's what we're doing. It's like, okay. I get it, Jerry. Yes, yes Jerry, we get, it. we get it. And and I, Very I, give, him,
2: I give him that he's astute enough to not say we're at the goal line because their goal line <laughs> offense was garbage this year. So, <laughs> you had to go to a different sport. <laughs> that
0: is true. You know, we're right at the goal line. Well, Jerry, don't bring up your goal Don't line be offense because yeah. it wasn't good <laughs>
2: <laughs> hanging
0: right. around the rail. it was a good one though good for you jay like hey,
2: coming back we'll go at the turn a little uh, golf news including uh, the best field so far teeing off in uh in beautiful pebble beach today and news from rory mcelroy and news from um, the the uh, the pj tour and the saudi royal fund plus rod takes us behind the burn orange curtain it's all coming
1: i'm all right. nobody but i Turn
0: is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's Day.
2: Indeed it is. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's Day, or on days like today, Rod, it's a good day to get out on the golf course. We've had plenty of days this month uh, that haven't been very good golf days, cold or wet, and freezing, but now, man, yesterday, today... Get on out there. Uh, find your favorite tea time and uh, get after it. Uh, and, of course, our golf course of the month is Great Hills Country Club. Great Hills. And uh, learn more about that if you go to the uh, golf course of the month link at our website, hornfm.com. We love uh, Great Hills Country Club. 50 years old as of last year. One of uh, two member-owned courses in Austin, Texas. Austin mm-hmm. Country Club and Great Hills out there by the Arboretum. But uh, wherever you can find a tea time, get on out there and play. Uh, all right. A lot, a lot of news in the last 24 hours, Rod, in the golf world. Um, according to multiple reports on Dan Rappaport, Daniel Rappaport, who covers golf, a deal between the PGA Tour, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, and Strategic Sports Group is now imminent. Uh, this came down late yesterday, and now this morning, there's even more confirmation that this deal is done. And we have told you, remember when they had the New Year's deadline? Yeah. And it appears it just got pushed back a month. Mm-hmm. Because now, essentially, the, the complete merger between the Saudi Royal Fund and the public fund and the PGA Tour is no longer just a two-person merger. Uh, what the PGA Tour apparently has done is add the Strategic Sports Group, which is a group of rich folks from the United States and others, to, to okay. be a part of this. So essentially, the way you read it, Strategic Sports Group will make a $3 billion investment into the PGA Tour, not uh, for, to their pro- for-profit business. And, the, yes, there will be a merger at some level and a partnership with the Saudi fund, but it won't be completely in charge yes. under the umbrella of the Saudis.
0: I got you. Yeah.
2: So there's some mitigating Some checks and money. balances there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which that was followed up by a, a, a quote yesterday from Rory McElroy, who has been the most outspoken critic of the Live Tour. That he's essentially done a 180 and says he wants to. He's playing this weekend at Pebble Beach. It's the AT&T National Pro-Am, and you know this is one of those events. Not the big names don't always play in because um, weather's not always great this time of year in in San uh, you know out there in uh, northern California. Yeah. But it's a signature event, which mm-hmm. was one of the big purses. So Scotty Scheffler's coming, Justin Thomas, Get Rory. The names. They're all coming. Yeah. To play in this event, uh, but Rory uh, said yesterday he wants to put golf back together. Because uh, there was the idea that if the live tour players were going to come back to the PGA Tour, that there'd be a pe- penalty, punishment. They'd have to pay, you know, buy their way back, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, because they took the riches, they took the big contracts, they went and it helped to tear apart the two, the two, and it brought us to where we are today, whether you agree or disagree with that. Um, but now, Rory said yesterday, I think it's hard to punish people, and I don't think there should be a punishment. Obviously, I've changed my tune on that because I see where golf is, and I see that having a diminished PGA Tour and having a diminished Live Tour or anything else is okay. bad for both parties. Interesting. So, you know, with, with with critics like him and maybe even Tiger Woods saying, you know what, just let them all back, the, they, the, I think the ultimate goal now through all of this, is to let's unite the tour back together and yeah. get all the best players playing.
0: On the one unified, if, at least yes. somewhat of a unified entity, somewhat.
2: It, 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 which, again, you can, we can go through the, the, the blame and whatnot. I think everybody's past blame. Who's mad at who? You want to do what's best for the game of golf. Yep. At the end of the day, you know the, the PGA Tour can sell it as, look, we're not owned by the Saudis. We're in partnership with the Saudis now. But we also have Strategic Sports Group on our own revenue. So we're a group that are working together. Uh, It'll be interesting. But uh, obviously the latest, I told you yesterday, Tyrell Hatton joined the Live Tour and John Rahm's team. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, that's the latest. There is an agreement in place. And, um, you know, the announcement could come because we we told you all through the month of December that there was a deadline for the parties to agree Mm -hmm. of of December 31st into the new year. Well, now here's today is January 31st. So it wouldn't be surprising. Okay, let's do we'll do one. We'll push the deadline back one month. And if we let, let's get a deal done, and they have apparently strategic sports mm-hmm. group, three billion in investment, along with the Saudi mm. empty, you know, endless streams of cash mm-hmm. that they have. And then the P J tour and with Rory and maybe the other critics kind of you know, flip in the 180, that maybe there is an opening for. All right, let's bring this thing all back together. Yeah. Let's let's figure some type something of
0: compromise out of some sort. Uh,
2: you know, you know, obviously, John Rahm leaving was a big tipping point in December mm-hmm. uh, to really force this uh, agreement.
0: Let's not go anywhere. Dang, man. It's, they're part of it now. It's yeah. in. They're, you, know, you got to make the best of it.
2: Yeah. And how that, what that looks yeah. like um, to where you can go back and forth from tour to tour. Uh, yes, it is an ongoing conversation. But uh, – now, this is the breaking news, and so we'll see where this goes. It will be fun to watch the field. It's, never, it's great television to watch Pebble Beach. It's just so darn beautiful. And mm-hmm. uh, to have this Pictures. field playing on that course. I mean, this is the course you play major championships on, right? And uh, uh, this is just the, it's a signature event, so it'll be fun to see today. Uh, but that's the very latest at the turn. Nine holes in, nine holes to go. Brought to you by Callahan's General Store.
0: At The Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's Day.
2: And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain?
0: Uh, just before we get into uh, Texas football stuff, uh, the other U-T, the U lowercase t, Tennessee, they are apparently, reportedly under investigation by the NCAA for NIL violations. Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated. I oh, know, Sports Illustrated. Uh, he actually reported it. I <laughs> know, I don't know. And,
2: Sports Illustrated, NCAA, dying
0: <laughs> entities. Exactly. Dying like, entities. Well, it's kind of ironic there. But, yeah, so they're, they're in, in, under investigation. Reportedly, they will be. Um, and, however, the university acknowledged the investigation of Ford is what it's saying, but it declined to comment further on, you know, what the details of the investigation are going to be and what they actually are under investigation for. There's a lot of speculation about that, but that's not what I want to get into. They're suing the NCAA. Who? Tennessee.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: There, I mean, it's, <laughs> it just – I think it just dropped. Uh, the, sorry, the Tennessee Attorney General, uh, Jonathan I, – I, I'm going to screw up his name – Skirmady. Uh, chief legal Counsel for the state of Tennessee. Uh, he tweeted this out. I guess it is a screenshot <laughs> of, I guess, a part of the brief state of Tennessee and Commonwealth of Virginia, the plaintiff versus the NCAA, the defendant. Case number. Sorry, it must be already in there somewhere because he's got a case number and everything. Well, this is, yeah. this is
2: the, the issue with the NCAA, right? Remember, mm. before SNIL was coming down, yeah, the NCAA put out the memos and said, you know, you still have to follow our rules and yeah. just because the NIL is now legal, you And still every have to,
0: state is different every laws, state's different. Our guidelines should supersede the laws. That's
2: correct. And, and not every state believes. And them. we had special <laughs> we had special guests on to talk about it right. who helped craft the the legislation here in the state of Texas and you know, everyone was just waiting to see how this would play out. Uh, down at the University of Miami, you had the big booster there, who's kind of their sugar oh, yeah, daddy, Ruiz. Ruiz, saying, "Yeah, yeah sue, bring me, bring some some violations. We'll sue you. We'll and be he, in court in a minute." And then
0: he backed off because he actually was in some other shady dealings. <laughs> yeah. And the actual, I will say the actual federal government came after him. He's got some actual legal well, issues. Look, the NCAA yeah.
2: just ruled on Tennessee. They just they were just in there investigating Tennessee for other things. So this is now a frequent flyer situation, but at the same time, you know everyone because essentially what I can glean is, you know, the, the, the the contract for an NIL deal to a quarterback who's going to be their starting quarterback was signed while he was still in high school.
0: That's what some believe it's related to. Yes, yes.
2: and or and that that same recruit had access on a private jet to yeah. campus before and he was
0: saying like that's a, that was a, like a eight million dollar deal or something crazy like that yeah two
2: years eight yeah. million well and that's look and this is the thing this has always been the hedge well you can pay them. But the NCAA still said you can't until they're on campus. It can't be an
0: inducement. You right. can't use that NIL deal as a way to recruit them to campus. Once they are a student athlete, then, then you, you can, can shower them. them with all the NIL stuff you want to. But you cannot recruit them saying, all right, listen, we got $8 million on the table for two years for you for an NIL deal as a high school recruit. You can't do that. And that, we all agree, is happening.
2: It's happening.
0: <laughs> it's why it's so stupid.
2: But 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 if Tennessee, if they do have them, I'll say, red-handed, uh, they –
0: yeah, they have a signed
2: that. contract. Now that's stupid. With a date on it that uh, was while he was still in high school.
0: They got to be smarter than that, right?
2: That becomes well, unless
0: they wanted to go ahead to head with the NCAA.
2: And again, it's not with the NC. It's not with Tennessee. It was with their their uh, NIL cooperative yeah, com-
0: compliance uh, department. Their NIL whatever. How he, they do yeah, it. whatever their Every state one it fund is, right? Yes.
2: It would, and that's where Tennessee. It's whatever theirs is called. And you know there are some reports of a of a contract of some kind while he was still in high school. Now, that would be which stupid. would be evidence directly linking them to an inducement, which, again, we all know is going on. Just don't, don't put it in writing until he gets on campus, uh, which, again, it all needs cleaned up. It all needs taken but you knew Tennessee as a program, we're going to fight this thing immediately.
0: Now, there are some – yeah, it's the, uh, the volunteer gl- group, the volunteer club. Yep. Operated by the Spire Sports Group. That's one of, they're one of the biggest NIO uh, collectors in the country. But uh, to your point, it could be that Tennessee saw this reckoning Right, happening was able to foresee it, and they put their ducks in a row, and they're, they're going to lean on the state law, like, hey, our state law says this, and then they're going to go once again to the try to get to the highest court they can get to, which the higher the higher you get up in terms of the the court system, they hate the NCAA. The highest court in land has basically said, we don't like the NCAA. Bring us more cases against them, please, <laughs> so that we can we can dissect and, and end up demolishing uh, this borderline corrupt entity, but. I think they may – Tennessee may decide, you know what, we want this reckoning. We want the NCAA to come after us so that we can sue them, and then we'll win the case because our state law will supersede. Our state oh, law man, will win it out. makes your
2: head hurt. But it cause, does. Because yeah, it did happen. And, again, we had the legal experts on who crafted the legislation in Texas and how it plays. Remember, the state of Texas during this last session loosened yes. the restrictions at, mm-hmm. on schools in Texas. And you know we had them on and say, okay, what? How does this work out? If the NCAA is saying this, uh, the state of Texas is, allows this, and they, you know, legal experts as they'll do, say, well, we'll see. We'll see in court. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the courts will decide. And nobody has won because I don't know. You get into tax laws and all kind of kind oh, of stuff, denial sure. stuff. So uh, that's why CDC decided. You know what? We're just gonna abide by the NCAA rules because we're already killing it right now, and we we don't need the extra, adva- extra advantage. All right. Of having to use inducements for NIL because Texas is already one of the leaders in the NIL space. They figure we can operate by the NCAA rules right now. Actually, it's helping us because it's you know, it's keeping some of these other schools in line and we'll do well within the uh, the construct of the rules of the NIL. But some schools are just deciding, no, we're going rogue and state law. That is that's what we're basing our NIL uh, protocol on. on. State's law. Screw the NCAA.
2: Well, and think about this story, too, because it was Walter Nolan, who's now playing at Ole Miss, who came to Texas A&M, just recently put out a tweet on social media or somewhere, wherever he put it, about, you know, if you go to Texas A&M, make sure you read your contract. Remember remember the wording of that? Yeah. Which, you know, that would lead to, okay, we got actual contracts, uh, and they didn't live up to their end of the contract, which is why, if you're even in high school, you would want a contract before you step foot on campus. You, because you know there's going to be examples of promises of this that aren't there. There's a situation at Florida State mm-hmm. with a quarterback that they are arguing didn't live up to their financial commitment that they had offered, d- induced. Uh, but this is where this one gets and in, gets into court. You know, the University of Texas has come out with a pancake factory, and every player that plays offensive line at Texas is guaranteed $50,000. $50, yep. Well, how's that not an inducement?
0: Because you've made it publicly known that coach recruiting didn't use it specifically himself. That's why Texas is brilliant. Everybody else is not. You can make it publicly known what your NIO collectors right. are doing, but you as a coach cannot walk into a living room and go, "All right, you're an office alignment. I'm gonna give you fifty thousand for this year." But now the moms and dads already know it, so I don't even need to use it as an inducement. Yep. That's brilliant marketing.
2: It is. That's the strategy. Uh, but at the same time, in court, does that hold up? Because it—that's going to that's be a, a good lawyer. like, "Come on, guys. But Nobody knows what. let define inducement then. I mean." Uh, uh, ding, 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 just because ding. the coach didn't say it doesn't mean it's not sitting there out there like a dead fish on the table. <laughs> we all know it. I mean, come on, man. No, you're uh, right. This is legalese, right? This is mm-hmm. what lawsuits are about, and this is why you go in front of a court, or, you know, Supreme Court of nine people or a state Supreme Court of, of whatever, and they some agree, some disagree, um, and dissent. That's just the way that works. But yes, I mean, what is the difference between a signed contract in high school and a? a openly marketed inducement or, or opportunity NIL as they would deal. be played. Yeah. That's the problem, right? And obviously it is a complete mess. It's a mess. And the NCAA – because, look, the NCAA – because people are criticizing the NCAA today. And the, the, what are you all doing? You're, you're kind of picking and choosing. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's coaches like Nick Saban and others who are howling at them to do something. They're like, hey, act. Do something. <laughs> what are you all doing?
0: <laughs> what is your job here? What is your? Function? And
2: so if you're the NCAA, you may have to go back to court because if we – guys, if we, if we have a signed contract while he's in high school – we've got to pursue it that proof we got to, yeah, i mean that's that's a come on, uh, and if we have evidence that he was on a private jet while he was still in high school that he's not supposed to be on. That's a violation of our rules. So we, we, you know, it it is such a yeah.
0: friggin mess. It's a cluck. Yes, it really is. <laughs> and you can, like I said, we don't, we won't know until it gets to a court, and then the courts can decide. I think that may be what Tennessee's portion. They're like, you know what? Let's get, it, let's get it defined. Let's get it decided. Let's have a a court decided. Because listening to the NCAA, I think we're all past that. Letting the NCAA decide what's best for college football, we're past that point. We yeah. know that they don't, they don't want what's best for college football. So we have to go another route, and unfortunately, the courts have to get involved in this thing.
2: Yeah, and, and eventually the, the powers will split off. and yes. There's so many storylines so along that. so many levels that. to
0: this thing, but this is one of the layers. One of the layers is NIL, we do have to get it defined because yeah, it's getting silly now. Yeah, inducement and <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Uh, absolutely. In, in every state law, by the way, some of the state laws don't outlaw inducements. Like they basically are they. They're openly yeah, the,
2: the, the state laws are in conflict with the NCAA's rules. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why every that's why people, you know, mm. the, the SEC coaches who made their trip to Washington D.C., Tommy Tuberville included, uh, or to visit with Tommy Tuberville, yeah, yeah, Nick he's Saban a included, now, yeah, yeah, they they want a federal law that applies across the board,
0: everybody yes. that everyone's
2: playing in the same, mm-hmm. you know, under the same rule. Yeah which you know, I think makes sense, but, you know, do we really want the federal government trying to fix this? It's the
0: only thing that's going to really work because otherwise the NCAA is going to keep on kind of piecemealing their approach to fixing and it.
2: And losing in court. Yes. Which is what has led to yeah. all of this. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, great sorry, stuff. Sorry, that was
0: somewhat burnt orange. No, that is. it is. That's, that's, yeah. that's
2: the UT. That's the other UT. Yes. But it's, it, it applies, right? it's college it football. Everybody. And everyone's trying to figure it out. And uh, meanwhile, Sark and his staff will just keep their head down on the recruiting trail. Hey, <laughs> damn right.
0: And keep on, uh, Pancake Factory will keep on plugging along. Yeah. You know, and all the collectives.
2: Yeah. So. All right. Good stuff right there. Let's come back. We'll hit some off the record conversation stories you have probably missed but need to hear. Uh, also, we roll in our, our set list ATX with Nick Shuley in our next hour. It's a busy Wednesday. Hook them up with Ian Rod. <laughs>
1: Off the Record on Hook'em Up with Ian Rod B.
0: is brought to you by Viking Fence. When you think fences, think Viking Fence. DD. Mega doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell
2: out Deli Cat Essen.
1: Well, I don't get, I get a break day and Well, congratulations. Continue. Good sex in the sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record.
2: Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live! The thing sucks. Final day of January on uh, off the record. You know, the oldest person in America turns 116 next week, Rod.
0: The oldest person, where do they live? Do you know where the oldest yes. person in is? Yes, Willits, California. Okay, Willits, there you go.
2: California. And they're having a party and a parade for Edie
0: Ciccarelli. I'm always interested when I hear these stories about these really old people what they like what they eat what their diet was like what their lifestyle is you know i mean because they study this it's called blue zones it's a fascinating book written about it too that these pockets around the world and around the country where people live um they live longer they just live disproportionately longer than the rest of america or the rest of the, the country that they're studying and they just kind of found like all these commonalities these common traits uh, between lifestyle and between, like, where they live, fascinating stuff. And I was just wondering, like, I always look at that. If you're 100 some years old and they say, oh, you see ba- bacon every day and a shot of whiskey, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I just find it fascinating. Sometimes it's just genetics. Sure. It don't matter. Uh, but sometimes it actually is environment and lifestyle. Big for part sure. It.
2: I think it, it all rolls together. But yeah. uh, she's the uh, oldest person in America. The oldest person is a lady in Spain who will turn 117. Uh, but you know, she was born in 1908, Rod. She's seen all. She's been alive for all three World Wars. Wow! Uh, the year she was born, Henry Ford's Model T automobile left the assembly line, or it was uh, what does it say? The, That's the, crazy. <laughs> the official launch of Henry T's Model automobile. Like, how does a person
0: like that see the world now? I know. Where they're implanting a chip <laughs> in a human being's <laughs> no, brain so no. they can control technological devices with their brain and not even have to use limbs. Like, what does she see? Did she watch, like, Star Trek and was like, oh, now that's actually coming to fruition. Like, that is fascinating to somebody who grew up. I would just love to talk to this person. I know, right? For, like,
2: 20 minutes. <laughs> <Ciccarelli>. We need <laughs> so to get her. Amazing. That, that is great. It really and is. She God was born. Her. Theodore Roosevelt was our president. <laughs> Later in that year, because it was an election year much like this one, uh, William Howard Taft became the next president of the United States.
0: I mean, yeah. That is fascinating. <laughs> it really is, man. It blows your mind, right? It really blows your mind because I just wonder what, like, what their mentality is now having seen so much. Basically, almost seen so much trauma in the world. Also, great things, great technological oh. advances and these beautiful achievements in, 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 in our society. But also, like, really just tra- tra- like just three world wars. Three world wars. You're in assassinations. And a bunch of, of other wars. Presidential assassinations, <laughs> assassinations of world leaders. Like, you know, think about what she's lived through. We lived through a look. She lived through 9 11, too. We, I think 9 11, we all have collective trauma from just that one event. Yeah. She's lived through like five or seven of those things. Like, she lived through a pandemic. Multiple. She lived through multiple pandemics.
2: Yeah, uh, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I've always said I, I, yeah, I'm going to plan to live to be into my triple digits. I'm going to plan for it because what if you do? You got to have the money to, to, to.
0: That is true. You got
2: you cause It was medical advances, and you know, people are living longer, and the, mm-hmm. you got to know what you should eat, and not eat these days. Yeah. how you should operate and keep your brain active. Um, you can't never get hit by a bus tomorrow, or you could. Uh, <laughs> you know, right. you never know what's going to happen to you. But if you don't plan to live to be 100, drugs, I'm 51 now. If you don't plan true. for it. What happens if you do?
0: Man, imagine like you're. This is this is not. You're not even at the midway point of your life. If right. You're living as low as she did. <laughs> right? you I
2: gotta know? make some money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you really do. You, you can't just be a Walmart greeter anymore. You're like I I need a job. I need to be working. That is fast. Well, I guess your retirement will kick in. Then there's you know, Social Security then it kick right. in at a certain age. No matter how long you live. Oh yeah. They don't exactly. cut it off when you get to be 105, 105 do
2: they? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. But- God bless that lady. I wish I could do that. Uh, all right, that's uh, off-the-record stuff. We'll get to it on the other side.
2: Oh, you got the Patrick Mahomes?
0: I got the Patrick Mahomes thing, and I got an update. How about this? All the media hotels are sold out. You
2: know where uh, they're putting the media? Yeah. The Luxor and the uh, the one that looks like a yes, Lego podcast like, Yes,
0: it is uh, the your Excalibur. Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, Those
2: are the two
0: <laughs> They were all today. sold out, so they opened up additional block of media roofs at Excalibur. All of them are sold out. Uh, the media wants to go to this Super Bowl, man, because it's in Vegas, probably. Well, yeah.
2: I will say if you're if you've never been to haven't been to Vegas since the new football stadium, Legion Stadium's been built, the big Roomba, uh, <laughs> uh, Excalibur, and Luxor, are very close.
0: Uh, is that what it is? Oh, okay. it's
2: it's right. That's where it is. It's right down there across the freeway from.
0: Yeah, they got uh, a picture of Mandalay Bay, right? yeah, Luxor,
2: yeah, and uh, Excalibur. But that uh, that Excalibur is a dump of a of a casino.
0: Oh yeah, I remember. I've, I've been in that. that's, <laughs> that's, that's old Vegas right there.
2: Oh, that, it's, all, it's the new old. The yeah, the new old so it's like, it, they're like
0: the old old, but the new old, because now there's a newer Vegas that's brand new. All right,
2: we'll sweet, come back. Sweet. Rod will get us his uh, off the records. Also, Nick Shuley with Setlist ATX coming next.